finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it is Thursday, uh, October 20th. You know what that means? That means Joe Biden did something else that is impeachable for any other president. Joe Biden is uh, draining our strategic petroleum reserves to help boost the Democrats' chance in the uh, midterms. No big deal. After begging Saudi, uh, the Saudi Arabia to release more oil to lower the prices for the midterms. These are all these are all things another president, perhaps the last president, would have been impeached for. Uh, Joe Biden lies to the to the American public and says, oh, no, it has nothing to do with politics. But of course, we and everyone else have the uh, receipts. He has indeed tried to stop drilling, tried to tr- stop production of U.S. energy in uh, in service to the Green New Dealers. Speaking of the Green New Dealers, AOC gets heckled again, and it's glorious. These are the monsters she created, and they're coming for her now. We will play uh, some of that from New York City. By the way, right in her district, they're building the tent city for the illegal aliens, and it is... I don't know. I've been to, uh, I've been to not club med, but I've been to resorts in the, uh, uh, in Florida and maybe Caribbean. I don't think I've seen a nicer resort than the one they're building for all the illegals in New York. They got Xboxes. They got, they got, uh, big screen TVs. I have a, I have a feeling this is going to create even more migrants jumping on buses and coming to New York, but Hey, that's their problem. They asked for it. They're a sanctuary city and uh, they have to deal with it. Uh, my old station, uh, once again, once again, uh, just disappoints. Uh, WEEI is circling the wagons around Ben Volan, a globy who uh, got caught, got trolled, lied about uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots. We will play that sound. It's incredible. I mean, a new low for my old place. Uh, and uh, a CNN contributor says, says John Fetterman is tip top. Perfect. He's an athlete. He calls him an athlete. It's, it's actually quite comical. And we'll do our NFL picks with our degenerate Montante. We got all that and lots more. Today's Callahan show brought to you by Bastion Pens. Uh, we're excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Bastion Bolt Action Pens. If you're the type of person who prefers good old-fashioned pen and paper to digital note-taking, you want a pen that performs. That's why I'm thrilled to have Bastion Pens as a sponsor because they're designed in the USA to last a lifetime. The Bastion Executive Bolt Action Pen combines the highest quality materials and modern design with fine-tuned craftsmanship to create a winning instrument that is as luxurious as it is practical. They have several material options to choose from, including carbon fiber, stainless steel, aluminum, and titanium. No matter which material you go with, the pens are strong enough to break through glass 
or be used as a self-defense instrument in case of an emergency. Seriously. Uh, the bolt action mechanism is extremely satisfying. It's even fun to fidget with, to play with, just click with. Well, to help brighten your legacy, Bastion Pens has a special offer for listeners of the Callahan Show. Use promo code Jerry at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. That's promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for 20% off. Just go to BastionBoltActionPen.com or click the link in our social media bio. All right, we'll get to uh, the Biden, the Biden lie, which is perhaps the most transparent, just pathetic. I even I, I thought even the the mainstream media would call him out on this, but no, they're uh, I, I I don't know why I thought that they're uh, they're all in on trying to drag the Democrats across the finish line. We got uh, what nineteen days to go. They are desperate. And uh, they're going to do all they can to help. Well, we'll, we'll get to the, the CNN guy talking about Fetterman. That could be the funniest clip from CNN since I don't know when. But we do have to start uh, with um, a scandal in Boston. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, just a quick refresher. A quick refresher. Uh, I'll, I'll explain why it is so maddening. It was uh, about four years ago. Um, if you're not aware, um, I was on the air in the morning with, uh, my sometimes friend, Kirk Menahan. We had, we had usually the number one show once in a while we're number two, but we were often number one. We had big ratings. Um, the, uh, globe, uh, teamed up with an activist. I mean, the globe officially teamed up with a trans activist to come after the station, to come after us. And the Boston Globe assigned two staffers, including editor Shirley Leung, to harass our advertisers. They literally called all the advertisers um, every day and uh, tried to uh, intimidate them, pressure them to, uh, to bail out on WEEI. In other words, they tried to destroy the station. If you lose your advertisers, let's be honest, you know, you, you, you go out of business and they... Uh, went after the advertisers and told them we were saying things that were just offensive and over the line and racist and sexist and homophobic and you name it. Uh, they did their best. They succeeded in some counts. Um, they got uh, a number of advertisers to cancel. Let's let, just so we got the record straight. This is at the time EEI was a powerhouse. You know, it was competition for the Boston, for the, for the failing dying Boston globe. And this was their strategy, their business strategy to destroy their competition. Uh, we knew it. They knew it. Everybody knew it. Our bosses knew it. Our, our cowardly CEO could have stepped in. He could have called John Henry, Linda Pizzuti, the owners of the Boston Globe. He didn't. He cowered as usual and just let them go on this campaign to destroy his mo highest billing, his most prominent station. That's the way he operated. He generally spent his time under his desk, hiding from people, from, from people who were out to destroy him. You know, obviously we talked about it. The globe is a, is it used to be a newspaper. It's just a, a political advocacy group. It's, it's a bunch of crazed left wingers trying to av advance their agenda. They didn't like us and they went after us. Um, you would think that would be the end of any kind of friendly relationship with the Boston Globe. You would think that they had done, that they'd crossed the line. They tried to put, they tried to put you out of business. They eventually, obviously they got rid of us. 
Uh, Kirk eventually quit. I got fired. The station since then has been in the toilet. The ratings are as uh, are embarrassing. They're not. They're they're not a real player in Boston. They have no influence. They're really, generally speaking, completely irrelevant. So they did real damage to the brand, real damage to the station. One of the first things in response to that, when they put on they put on a new morning show, which I believe finished seventh in the last rating book. As uh, as we've said before, if that happened to us, I would be walking down the railroad tracks with Kirk. We would be, uh, it would be devastating. They, business as usual, they have no ratings, they have no revenue, but they don't cause any trouble. You know, that the teams, the, the, the John Henry, Lyndon Pursuit, they like them because they don't ruffle any feathers. It's, it's really sad to see what's happened to the station. But one of the first things they did in response to the Globe trying to destroy the brand, destroy the station, was put Ben Volan, uh, the, uh, the fabulist who covers the Patriots or covers the NFL for the globe, put him on the payroll. They bring him on and pay him. <laughs> That's how pathetic the station, uh, the station is at this point. And when you bring a guy like Ben Volan on board, you take a chance. You know, he's, he, he likes to make stuff up. He likes to, you know, he, he, he thinks he's, he's, uh, you know, breaking news sometimes and, and, and speculating and, and, uh, so anyway, we'll bring it up. We'll bring it to, to yesterday. Ben Volan got trolled. A, a, a guy, just a fan, a fan of Barstool of, of Minahan pretended to, uh, actually, this is a really pathetic troll job. This is so embarrassing for Volan. It's one thing to have somebody, uh, you know, put some effort into it. Somebody who could, uh, uh, bring some some credibility to their troll job, you know. This is just some guy throwing out this this uh, uh, this DM, this direct message to Ben Volan. Says that he um, his friend, his buddy, is a season ticket holder. Do I have this right? Yes. Yeah. This is a DM from just some guy, some troublemaker who doesn't like Volan, doesn't like EEI, and he says, "My buddy works over at Gillette selling season ticket packages. He heard they went with." Brian Hoyer over Zappi against uh, Green Bay initially to appease Mac Jones, whose camp made it very clear that he didn't want Zappi to jump in. I thought I'd pass it along uh, to the hate <laughs> to the pass it along to the so the haters get off your back. Ben Volan responds, "Interesting. Appreciate the tip." Now, for that alone, you would think they would dump Boland and say, we can't have a guy who's this this irresponsible, you know, on our payroll. We can't have him spewing this kind of nonsense on the air. And he did. He went on the air and he pretended or he 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 claimed there was tension there between the Patriots and Mac Jones and Zappi. And, you know, there was trouble in Foxborough. He lives for this. Lots of beat guys live for this to to break a story that that makes the home team look bad, that stirs up the fan base. I understand that. If it's legit, you know, it's a big story. It's not legit. It's comical. It's just some guy, some punk who is getting his kicks, making Volan look like a fool, and he did. What's the guy's name again? What's the uh, Twitter guy, Nolan? Oh, let me pull that back up. I I, 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 I tip my cap to you. I, I mean, he didn't put a lot of effort a lot of effort into it, but it doesn't take a lot of effort. Ben Volan wanted to believe it. And he did. 
And he goes on the air and says this on the radio station. So in other words, they trolled WEEI. That that troll, that that stoolie, that minifan trolled WEEI. Didn't put again, didn't put a lot of effort into it, but it doesn't take a lot of effort. He goes on the air and reports this lie that there's oh, this trouble, this tension in the building. Do we have Volan actually uh, uh, reporting this on on the radio station yesterday? Yep. Someone reached out in my DMs and said, yeah, Max, um, uh, his attitude problem is obvious in the building and everyone knows it. So, like, Somebody, you know, whoa, not whoa, just whoa. not just not just a random. Take, I mean, take that for what it's worth. But, um, so somebody you know. reached, so somebody reached out and said that Mac has an attitude problem and everybody in the building knows it. Sounds like well, not, that, this, yeah. so, this sounds like nonsense to me, honestly. Ben, just See, quickly, that, 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 hold on. That's that's uh, the host, Greg Hill, the the Marconi winning award winning seventh place finisher in the ratings, the first Marconi award winner ever to never cash a rating bonus. But that's beside the point. I guess I'll give him credit for being skeptical. He's not really being skeptical. He's just doing instinctively protecting the home team. That's what they do now. Whether it's Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, doesn't matter. They're there to serve the ownership, the, the, the team. And he doesn't care whether it's true or not. He's going to protect the team. But anyway, Ben Volan reported that as fact, that there's tension in the building. We can play more of it, but that's a lie. That's what happens when you fall for a troll job. You would think if I'm, you know, at WE, I'm on a program. I don't even know who the program director is. Is it my old producer, Ken Laird? It might be, or I, I don't even know. What. I think it's Ken Laird. Ken Laird, Ken Laird. Good, good producer, good guy. Um, no balls. I mean, he should walk right in there and say, get the hell out of here. You're, you're, you're a fool. You're, you're, you're gullible. You're an idiot. We don't need that. And we certainly don't need to be compensated. A globe guy when the globe did everything they could to put you out of business, to put you Ken Laird, to put you out of business. It's, it's remarkable. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe in the old days, maybe we're a little too, too vengeful, you know, maybe, maybe we enjoyed these feuds a little too much, but they're so afraid of the Boston globe that they will pay a staffer to come on their air. They will pay somebody. And by the way, Volan applauded the effort uh, four years ago to put EEI out of business. He applauded his colleagues because he's, he's a devoted globy. That's, you know, they hated us and they wanted to destroy us and he was all in. Now he has hashtag stand with women on his bio on Twitter. <laughs> How embarrassing is that stand with women? Uh, anyway, this little guy at the globe goes on the, he uses the, he doesn't, doesn't write it for the globe because you know, he, he wants to be a multimedia star. He wants to be a radio star, TV star. He looks at Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and says, I could be that guy. And he needs to break stories. Well, I'm just going to guess that Ian Rappaport and uh, Adam Schefter would have been a little more cynical. They would not have seen one DM from some one, one fan and run with it. But he did because he wanted to believe it. And what happens? What happens at WEI? They protect the guy who makes the station look foolish on a national level, by the way, this is a national story. I'm going to go on outkick with Dan Dockage as soon as we're done here and, uh, and talk about this and other things, but uh, this is a big deal. I mean, you're lying about the Patriots relationship with Mac Jones. You're making, you're attempting to make the Patriots look bad when it's all made up. 
And you'd think that the people on the station in the morning, in the afternoon, all day would say, Ben Volan's a chump. He's a fool. He's, he's not our guy. You know, he wants to fall for, for troll jobs like that. Good luck to him. We're not going to circle the wagons around this fool, but that's exactly what they did. It's uh, to me, it's just really, it's really sad. I mean, it's really sad that you would somehow feel some obligation to protect this guy, this guy who wouldn't, he wouldn't lift a finger to protect you. Um, Let's get to a good example of that. It was about four years ago. I mean, this was a whole station-wide thing. The Globe went after the station. They didn't go after me and and Minahan solely. They went after the station because afternoon host, my friend, great guy, Christian Fourier, made a made a dumb, innocuous joke. He was joking around about uh, Tom Brady's agent, Don Yee. Uh, the Globe decided that was offensive. The Globe came after him with everything they got. They they almost got him fired. They made his life miserable. I felt bad for for Fourier. He had to fly to Houston to go to some sensitivity training and some session to to beg for forgiveness. The Globe made him get on his knees and beg for forgiveness from them and the Globe. The Globe, the, the most corrupt media outlet you will ever see. We could sit here. We could sit here for three hours and talk about the Globe's standards. Oh, and we'll get to. We'll get to the the, the, the the little lady in the afternoon there, uh, Migo, talking about the Globe. An EEI host talking about how wonderful the Globe is. Man, it's over. It's just that, that they are just, it is, they are done over there. But Fourier did, did, did nothing. He was joking around, having fun, speaking off the cuff, as we did four hours a day, five days a week. It happens. The Globe decided this was offensive. It wasn't. Nobody was actually offended. And they tried to destroy the guy, just tried to destroy his life. And now the Globe steps in it, or the Globe guy steps in it, and they defend him? This is just embarrassing on so many levels. I don't, honestly, I don't have time to go over the scandals, but you know, we all know about Mike Barnacle making stuff up, inventing kids with cancer. We know about Kevin Cullen perhaps the biggest plagiarist and liar in journalism history, that would be Globe columnist Kevin Cullen. As I've said at the time, I'll say it again. There's not a newspaper in America, not one, that would not have fired Kevin Cullen for what he did. If, you, if you're not aware, Google it. It's a great story. My old uh, producer, Chris Curtis, who's still there, who's, who's one of the people who hired Ben Volan, he, helped, he and Kirk destroyed... Kevin Cullen as well. They should exposed him. He's, 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 he's just the worst kind of, of fabulous, of, of plagiarist. He pretended he was at the finish line of the marathon bombing. When the bombs went off, he pretended he invented people at the finish line, firemen and cops and victims. He wanted so badly to be a part of that. And then they went into his past and he's just been making stuff up for years. He is a, a serial liar. And I think he got suspended for a month or two. And now he's back writing. No problem. Those are the globe standards. Me go. Then you got Patricia Smith. You have Callum Borges. You have one plagiarist after another. It's institutional over there. That's what they're known for around the country. The globe is, is the home office 
for plagiarism. It's one of the, it's, it's perhaps the most unethical media outlet you will ever find me go hell. Somebody reminded me this morning, they took a porn film, a porn film that had men dressed as soldiers having sex with, with women who looked like, I don't know, uh, Iraqi women. It was a porn movie and somebody pretended it was real. They had real footage from Iraq and they wrote a story like it was real that the soldiers were raping the women. Now, if this were again, a real newspaper, it would have been a bigger deal, but people just rolled their eyes and says, that's the Boston globe. That's what they do. That could be the greatest uh, troll job ever until yesterday. But you can look it up. The Globe pretended they were actual soldiers. They had a chance to slander the American military, and they weren't going to pass on that chance. So they so they wrote the story as if it were real. The Globe is an absolute joke in the business. And now we got a Globe guy stepping in it, falling for a troll job. And what does the station, the once great station, the station that used to have attitude, the station used to have a little fight. They roll over and they circle the wagons and they say, oh, no, Ben Volan didn't do it. I mean, the, the afternoon host, the, the woman, Migo, in the afternoon actually said somebody might have just cut and pasted those texts, those DMs. I mean, she knows Ben Volan fall, fell for a troll and she tries to protect him by saying, you don't know. He's a good guy and a good reporter. I got news for you. When Christian knows this, Lou knows this. I mean, those guys, they know this. They, they, they have to protect their jobs, do their jobs. You know, they're, uh, they don't want to get fired, but they know what kind of sleaze Volan is and what kind of, what kind of scum works at the Boston Globe and how they would love. If this happened to you, Christian, Lou, Migo, if this happened to you, Wiggy, Curtis, Hill, you think the globe would say, gee, you, you know, he's a good guy. He does a good job. This happens once in a while. You never know. You never know. It could have been just someone cutting and pasting, pretending that they had a conversation with Volan. They would stomp on your head if they had the chance, just like they did last time you got in a little trouble, Christian. I mean, I, I remember talking to Christian. They, they, they put him through the ringer for making some dumb, innocuous joke. They decided it was offensive. It, it wasn't, but they had an opening to go after their enemies at WEI, and they did. And they, and they tried to ruin Christian Fourier. And Christian, again, I know, you got to do this. You got to play along. The whole station is just pathetic. They're all playing scared. They're, they're all just afraid of losing their jobs. But I can't, I'm, I'm disappointed that Christian would, wouldn't stand up and say, uh, you know, that that's a globe guy. That's not us. That is a globe guy. And it's what the globe does. It's I, I swear to God, they send them away to some seminar and teach them to make stuff up. They teach them to plagiarize and to lie. That's what they do. And when they do it and when they do it, the, 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 the people at EEI protect them. They have their backs. Just, just amazing. Let's listen. Can we listen to some of, uh, yeah, you tell me we got plenty of sound. We got plenty of, uh, these, 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 these squishes sit there and defending the globe guy. He would never, ever do that for you, Christian, Lou, Wiggy, Migo. I don't know about Migo. Maybe, maybe they would. They probably, you know, they probably love her. Mego. They love her, but she loves them. 
Mego? Mego. It was Mego. No, Meg Audelino. Mego. I'm sorry. Can you, uh, uh, I, I'm going to lose it when you play her talking about the globe standards, <laughs> but we got to get to that. Uh, Just play some of uh, the afternoon guys. And I, I hate to do this because I like Lou and Christian. They're good guys and they, and and they do a great job. They know they can't really do their jobs. They have shackles. They have handcuffs on. They can't do their job because everybody at EEI is so afraid of upsetting the globe or upsetting John Henry or upsetting Sam Kennedy or upsetting, you name it, Wick Krausbeck. So they all, they all just they, you know, mail it in, try to stay out of trouble. That's the job now. Anyway, let's listen to some of these pathetic attempts to protect the globe guy who would never do that for you. But anyway, go ahead. I can tell you how much I'm enjoying seeing uh, Volan paying a price for this ludicrous comment he made. I'm just sitting back laughing. Uh, you know, if this is his source and it just goes to uh, confirm everything we thought about him, he's a piece oh, of POS uh, uh, reporter. Thank you. Hey, he's good. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, that's our guy. Here's the thing. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know the source. Yeah. We don't know if this is it. This could be somebody who just Photoshopped a screenshot. What like, does yeah. your brain you, tell you, though? You can do those things. Whose brain? You know what? My brain tells me a lot of disturbing What is my brain? Today. I want more cookies. A logical person <laughs> would believe this is too good to be coincidental. Yeah. That this uh, is well, very, you know, even if you did this, true. even if you did this, Tyler, even if you just you know, took the actual, you know, word, it, take, take, take the audio that he said when he referenced this, this last version that we just got, it's basically just, it feels like it's just him, you know, uh, paraphrasing the actual, like the audio that we heard earlier. And if but, it's, if it's not true, Ben Volan has a lawsuit on his hands. This damages his reputation. Oh, I don't know if I'd take it that far, but Tyler, you, what are you, you talking are, about? You, People are talking about firing him from the Boston Globe. Yeah. They're not going to do that though. Because he didn't write it for them. Like this is a this is a really interesting point by you, Tyler. Because we see this, we saw this with Adam Schefter going and saying something on television. Kevin Cullen. And then walking it back and well, I wouldn't oh, say yeah. that's well, the same the most, thing. He's no. the most famous. No, 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 because the difference is being on I was at 9 eleven. I was at the Boston Marathon. Hold on, hold on. I, I I gotta say this. So she just said when the the producer, who's the only one who's got any balls here, Tyler actually stating the the, the truth here. She says the globe won't fire him because he didn't do it for them. Yeah, he didn't do it. This is a guy getting paid more than he's getting paid from EI by the globe. They give him his benefits. He's a full timer. He has this big scoop about tension in the building and Mac Jones isn't happy. Does he write it for the globe or for the globe's website? No, he goes on EI for two reasons. He wants to be a TV and a radio star and B, he probably had some doubts in the back of his mind that maybe it's not real. And E, I won't care if I make something up the globe. They might, they might say, you did what? You fell for a troll from a DM from a, from just a nobody on Twitter. Uh, but he knows there's no accountability to EI, so we could do it on their air. He says he won't get fired because he didn't do it for them. In other words, it's fireable, obviously, but he just did it for us. And we don't care. God, is that incredible? Uh, all right. What else we got? We got her. We got obviously her saying the globe has really high standards. She's sitting right next to a guy, a really good guy, Christian Fourier. No, doesn't have a doesn't have a vindictive bone in his body. And 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 they say he they have really high standards. How were their standards when they were? Doing everything in the power to get your partner fired, Migo, Mego, Migo. 
How were they then? Migos. She used to work for the Herald. God, I swear to God, I missed the days where there was actual journalism in Boston. There was like a new a newspaper feud. A I mean, a Globe guy's you know, going is is drowning, and the competition for the Globe, EEI, the Herald, you name it, they're throwing them a lifeline, saying, "Oh no, it was probably uh, just someone made it up and cut and pasted." No, he fell for it because he's an idiot, and he and he loves the idea of there being tension and issues, problems in Foxborough. That's what he lives for. So he got trolled. He, they made a fool out of him and you're protecting him. It's amazing. I don't even know what they're doing on the other station or any other stations, but why he would never, ever protect you in this situation, but you don't care. It's their instinct now to stay. Let's all, let's all get along. Let's all protect each other. Let's just stay out of trouble. Everybody. We, we got no listeners. We got no revenue but at least we got no trouble. That should be their friggin' motto written on the board, a billboard outside the station. No revenue, no ratings, but no trouble. Anyway, can we uh, hear Migo, Mego tell us how the Globe has really high standards? Hey. I, I smell the smoke. I, the I difference here to I rescued me, 10 babies. I was in Fort Myers two okay, weeks ago. Calm down, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> the difference here to me is like, <laughs> you're... You're not writing for your bosses. There you go. So you're appearing as a guest somewhere yeah. else. So you, you're playing by different rules, not realizing that people are still identifying you by the job that you do. We have certain rules here at the newspaper. Don't be lazy and say something stupid on the radio because you're still going to be held accountable. Don't make Sue everybody. <laughs> Sue everybody. Sue everybody. Okay, do we have the part talking about the Globe standards or not? By the way. Oh, that was already that was already played. We already played that. You didn't play it. Yes, okay. it was in this clip. Okay, we'll do it after. Trust me, I'll paraphrase her. She said the Globe has a very, 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 very high standards. And again, I could sit here for hours and talk about the Globe's the Globe's lack of standards. The Globe, I'm sorry, Migo. Maybe you're hoping to get a job there. I know, you know, you probably don't feel like you got a lot of job security at WEEI, but the Globe is a joke nationally. A joke. I mean, when people mention the Globe, they think Mike Barnacle, Patricia Smith, Kevin Cullen. They think of this is a this is a the the a factory for plagiarists and fabulists and liars. And Ben Volan is upholding the tradition by making stuff up about the uh, about the New England Patriots. And hey, it happens. He gets you know. I, I certainly don't think the Globe's going to fire him. The Globe, if the Globe doesn't fire Kevin Cullen, they're not going to fire anyone ever. Unless somebody, you know, I don't know, jokes around with a fake Asian accent or something, then they'll fire him. But if they make up a story, make up a story about, oh, I don't know, being at the finish line of the marathon or make up a story about some kid with cancer. I mean, Mike Barnacle had a hundred chances and just kept making up stories because he's a good, hardcore you know, a liberal. So they wanted him and he just couldn't stop himself. He was like a drug addict. He just kept lying. Same as Kevin Cullen. It wasn't one example. It was hundreds they just kept making stuff up, and why not? There's no price to pay. Look at, I mean, will Ben Boland get suspended? Will he get? Will he get called out? Will he get? Of course not. It's what the Globe does. They they make stuff up, and used to be EEI used to have standards, but apparently not anymore. Uh, I'd love to hear her describe the standards at EEI after this. Uh, Here it is. After this um, incident, but I got it anyway. I didn't work at the Globe. I worked at the Herald, uh, but I know that the Globe standards are very, very, very high. 
Okay, does 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 Lua Christian laugh at that? I need to know. Do they laugh? I understand that they got to be careful that she's the star. And I, somebody told me I got I got my own you know I got my inside sources said they bought uh, the general manager wants Christian to like move to a different uh, show because he's getting in the way. He's holding her back. She's the star of the staff now. <laughs> you can tell they did they did a test show with her when she first came around, and I was like, and they already gave her a contract. And it was not just really. not good. It was not good. I mean, I, I I can't say good or bad. I've never heard her. I've I've never. I mean, those clips she played. It's the first thing I've heard from EI in almost three years. And man, is it sad. It is just disappointing. But all right, we shall move on. We'll let we'll let you know. You know how long the suspension is, or if they decide they're not going to use Ben Volan anymore because he's uh, making stuff up, or be, because he was so easily trolled. Just comical. But uh, again, if that were a real newspaper, they'd be priced to pay, but there isn't. So where do you see very, very, very high standards, Migo? And I'd love to hear them talk about that on the air, what they did to Christian Fourier, what they would love to do to, to Lou and to everybody else on the station. They would love to, to finish it off. They certainly, they, I mean, they put the damn station on life support. They cost the station millions, millions and millions and millions and the station re- response by hiring one of them and paying them. God, is that pathetic? Anyway, I gotta I gotta move on before I lose it here. Let's get to our uh, our commander in chief. Yesterday, I want to do this because I understand. I understand. We do this almost every day. We, we there is nobody in the history of the U.S. presidency. Hell, nobody in the history of U.S. in, in of, of politics in the U.S. who lies so comfortably, so casually, so cavalierly, so consistently. It's, it's amazing. And again, if you have to eliminate one side of the aisle, a Republican could never do this because if he did, the media would pounce on him. They'd be, it'd be front page everywhere. It'd be the biggest story of the day. If a, if a Republican, any Republican lied like this so brazenly, it would be a huge story but here's how it works with the U.S. media. The president lies. They all know he's lying. It's, you know, we could prove it. I mean, uh, there, there are some media outlets, and again, the New York Post, uh, uh, Fox News, that will show you the lies. But the rest of the media spends their day trying to spin it, cover it up uh, to help him through this difficult time. The media's job today is to get through the next 19 days, drag the Democrats to the finish line, hope that. November 8th isn't as disastrous as they think, as we all think it might be. That is their job. As I mentioned in the beginning, almost every day we have an impeachable offense from the president of the United States. This could be the most clear cut, the most obvious. Well, obviously we know the Afghanistan withdrawal, the open southern border. There's just one thing after another that would, by today's standard, be impeachable. It's slam dunk. He is tapping into the strategic petroleum reserves, taking another 15 million barrels out of these reserves, which are there for emergencies. They're there for wartime. And by the way, he's doing it when we're on the brink of nuclear war, according to him. But the emergency is that his team is losing in the polls, that the Democrats are going to get shellacked in 19 days. And he's trying to soften the blow by lowering the price of gas. That is incredible. That is political. It's Almost as bad as what he did the other day 
a quid pro quo with the Saudis saying, if you lower, if you increase production, therefore lowering the price, you know, we'll, 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 we'll owe you boys. He tried. He, he, and then he lied about it and said there was no quid pro quo. He didn't go there for oil. The Saudis refuted that. They made it clear that he went there begging for more oil. That's impeachable. Clear. I mean, honest to God, if that were Donald Trump, what Donald Trump did in, in Ukraine, asking them to look into the corruption of the uh, of uh, Burisma and the Biden family was nothing. In fact, it was his obligation. There was real corruption there involving Joe Biden and his family and the Ukrainian government. That, there was nothing wrong with that. This is insane. We need to lower the price for the next three weeks just to help our people on, on election day. Anyway, that's one thing, but then just lying about it, just flat out lying, looking in the camera and lying. <sighs> Let's listen to him talk about how he really doesn't want to hurt the uh, oil and gas industry. We're calling it a ready and release plan. This allows us to move quickly to prevent oil price spikes and respond to international events. Secondly, we need to responsibly increase American oil production without delaying or deferring our transition to clean energy. Let me uh, let's debunk some myths here. My administration has not stopped or slowed U.S. oil production. Quite the opposite. We're producing 12 million barrels of oil per day. Right. Hold on a second. The fact that he can say that with I know he's reading a teleprompter and these people behind him. He can look into the camera and tell that to the American public is so unbelievable. Obviously, he's beholden. He is the little bitch of the Green New Dealers. They they are calling the shots. He's the first day he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. They have put a freeze on leases on, on federal lands, on offshore drilling. They have done everything they can to put the oil and gas industry out of business. They've caused a recession. They've caused inflation. They've caused all kinds of issues. But the Green New Dealers are happy with him. We, he wants Saudi to drill and you know, Saudi Arabia to drill. He wants Venezuela to drill. No problem. But he will not drill here. We don't have this. This problem is man-made by him. We could be drilling. We could be fracking. We could not rely on anybody else but us. But he does not want to. The fact that he could say that, that we have, that he's done nothing to stop oil and drilling, it's just amazing that there is no limit to the lies this man will tell. Let's, as a refresher, can we look back, oh, I don't know, a year or two <laughs> to have to, and, and hear what Joe Biden has to say about his plan for the oil and gas industry. Let's listen. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping pipeline infrastructure? There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. That, that, that mean, it's incredible. Night is day, up is down, the sky is purple. I mean, just look into the camera and lie. There is a reason gas prices are so high. It is him. 
It is this administration. They stopped production of U.S. oil, period. And they don't have the guts or the integrity to admit it. You know, we can get to AOC and she's a lunatic, but at least she's an honest lunatic. She would tell you, no, we don't want oil. We don't, I mean, there's a reason these morons are gluing themselves to the, you know, to walls and explain because they've been convinced by the same cult that we must stop oil and gas or we're all going to die. They buy into that. And then when it's, you know, 19 days to election, they flat out lie. I don't know why I let it bother me, it's, but it's just, it's just incredible what they get away with. We'll give you an example before I get to Shay and we're going to get to our NFL picks, but Oh, we got to do that AOC thing too. But I know I spend a lot of time beating up on the mainstream media, but they deserve it. These people are just the lowest form of life. They are just corrupt, unethical slugs. That's what they are. And each and every day, there's a better example. It's, 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 it's amazing. They are feeling desperate their team is going to lose in 19 days and they are doing anything they can to help i mean they're they are just pulling out all the stops they will do whatever it takes to save their party their guys their people even having said that this thing this cut makes me laugh out loud We've seen John Fetterman. We've we've certainly seen him. We've played the cuts for daily for you know, a month now. We know he had a stroke. We know he has brain damage. We know he can't put a sentence together. We've played many of the cuts. He literally can't put a sentence together. When doing an interview, he needs closed caption on his computer because he can't understand the questions. This is a man who wants to be senator for six years. He is not fit for the office. Anyone being honest, I don't care who you are. Anyone being on it knows it. He is not fit. It, blame the Democrats. They nominated him. They picked him. He cannot be a senator. He just can't be. He doesn't have, he's, he's just completely unfit. Anyway, a CNN guy, and I don't know who this guy is, Michael DeRosa, political analyst, CNN contributor. You want to know the, le- the lengths they will go to save their team before November 8th? Listen to this clown. Listen to this absolute buffoon try to uh, prop up the six foot eight inch, 400 pound bag of brain damage that is the Democrat nominee in Pennsylvania. Check this out. Covery hasn't released his full medical records yet. Is this enough to assuage critics? I think it is. I don't even think he needed the note, to be honest with you. Have you seen the guy is a political uh, athlete, one of the best ones I've ever seen. He's pure talent. He looks and sounds and acts like the state of Pennsylvania, similar to like a Tim Ryan. Right. He is traveling all over the state of Pennsylvania and having if rallies are a measurement of enthusiasm, like the former president used to measure. uh, This guy is holding rallies all over the, the state with huge numbers. He gave NBC the Today Show. I think he gave them 45 minutes. Oz gave them 15. This guy has showed that he's more than capable of doing the job. I mean, I was. My name is John Fetterwoman. A pure athlete. Is that the word? A political a athlete. athlete. <laughs> a political athlete. A pure talent. <laughs> that that is that, that. <laughs> Terrible. I don't even know what to say. I mean, that is somebody sitting there telling you again, the sky is purple. You know, it's the sun is shining. He's telling you it's raining. That is someone get, that is the definition of gaslighting right now, right there. The best I've ever seen. 
<laughs> he can't take a question. He's run from a debate. The interview he was talking about was one of the most disastrous, embarrassing uh, interviews we've ever seen. He couldn't answer a question. The reporter, and she took a lot of heat for that, did some actual journalism and said he couldn't communicate when they did small talk. He couldn't understand me. And the CNN reporter says he's one of the best politicians he's ever seen. And by the way, he's just like Pennsylvania. Is that what you think of Pennsylvania? Brain damaged? Kind of. Uh, incoherent? Yeah, sort of. Is that, is that, is, I mean, that's a real insult to Pennsylvania, but that's what you're dealing with. If you're watching CNN, if you're watching most of the mainstream media, they will lie. There's no limit to the lying they will do for the next three weeks. It's, it's remarkable. That should have a laugh track. Even John Berman, that little smarmy host is going, what? <laughs> He's looking at him going, we talking about the same guy, <laughs> the guy who refuses to debate the guy who refuses to take questions who won't even answer a question from like a, a, a person, a, a citizen at, the, at a rally, the guy who his rallies talks like just gibberish, a pure talent, a political athlete. <laughs> is there anything, Anyone you think of less when you think of an athlete than John Fetterman, John Fetterwoman? All right, quickly, let's do AOC before we get to Shea and get to Montante. This is just so much fun. AOC, warmonger AOC, congressman from, uh, congresswoman from New York. She holds these town halls. She expects her people, you know, the brain-dead lemmings who, who love the Green New Deal, social, you know, socialists, Muslim, unemployed, hippies, losers. Those are her people, her, her, uh, the non-working class, her base. She shows up at these rallies expecting, as usual, the love. Oh, she's a, she's a cult figure with them, and they're a cult. It ain't working out for her because she has supported the endless, pointless foreign war. Uh, she's all in on, uh, on Ukraine. She's all in on sending arms, sending money, billions and billions and billions Obviously, they're homeless in her district. It's there's a lot of poverty, crime. She doesn't care. She's all she's on Team Raytheon. She's all in, and she just expects that her her people, her base, are so stupid, you know, so brain dead that they don't care. They just ah, oh, it's AOC. Like they're looking at a a Kardashian, or they're looking at Meghan Markle. You know, she she thinks that that's the way they will always look at her. But not working out so well. We played you that rally last week where they jumped all over. Her. Yesterday, this one was better attended than the last one. She holds another town hall with real, you know, anti-war liberals who who she's betrayed, obviously. She's continues to send our money to vote, to send our money to Ukraine to be laundered and pissed away. And these people are fed up. Watch this. the song <laughs> hey no, no, do we get to the end where she fakes the spanish accent oh i wonder if the globe has seen this that's the other aoc faking aoc sandy cortez from westchester faking a spanish accent pretending she's like speedy gonzalez uh on stage with a, lots of hispanic voters but if you couldn't hear that they were saying aoc has got to go and they were banging the drums banging the bongos these are this is something she generally applauds, right? She applauds protesters, civil disobedience. She applauded Antifa, BLM. She likes people. She likes lawbreakers. But 
not so much when they come after her, but listen to how she uh, tries to quiet them down. Go ahead. I thought that was uh, offensive when you pretended to have an accent. Ah, I guess it depends who's pretending. And, you know, if you're if you're a host, former uh, football player in the EI, you know they they want you fired. If you're AOC, a cult figure, a cult hero, it's okay. But God bless those hippies and those uh, socialists in New York banging the bongos and saying AOC has got to go. By the way, the resort in New York that they've built for the migrants with big screen TVs, computers, phones, three meals a day, washer and dryer, Xbox, uh, Xbox, ethnic foods, playing fields, soccer fields, you name it. That's in her district. We'll see if she goes over there and greets the migrants, you know, the illegal aliens that they welcome to New York when they declared themselves a sanctuary city with the right to shelter. They asked for this, they got it. And now they don't know what to do other than, build this beautiful resort. And I guess there's a homeless shelter right next door. If there were any media, maybe Fox news will do it, pop in there and then compare it to this temporary shelter, temporary. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I'm pretty sure I won't live to see the day they dismantle this resort. They just built for the migrants, but all right, let me do Shay. And then we'll get to Montante and our picks. I know that's all you care about. You had a big week last week, went two and two. <laughs> 500. Uh, see, see if you can keep it going. But uh, first, hey, you want to learn more about the uh, precast concrete industry? Well, here's your chance. Shake Concrete's presenting precast days. They do this every year. It's a fun event. It's a really educational uh, opportunity for people, spe- uh, specifiers, engineers, contractors, or anyone else interested in the industry. You get an up-close and personal Look at the New England-based precast concrete industry. Certified precast concrete plants, they're opening their doors to explain the industry to people who might want to learn a little more. You can learn about their equipment, their technology, engineering expertise, everything that goes into making resilient precast concrete products day in and day out. They're, they're fun, too. You go to the plant from 9 to 3. You get lunch. They got a big rig barbecue, a cookie monster, one of those uh, food trucks, uh, the empanada data and lobster love, believe me. You'll eat plenty. You'll have a good time. You'll get a tour and you'll learn all about the industry. Maybe you'll even find a job. The next one is October 21st in Wilmington, then October 25th in Rochester. And then the big one, October 28th in Amesbury. That's the main plant. Go check it out. Get a tour. Have lunch. You can learn more about precast concrete days at shayconcrete.com. All right, let's bring in old number 283. Is he ready for us? There yeah. he is. What's up, 283? Not bad. 11 and 1 the last three weeks. Craig's red hot. Uh, Jerry had his first bad week at 1 and 3 in a while, so I'm feeling good. Can I, can I just say I have more respect for you now? I have a friend, one of my best friends. We picked up our class ranks together at the end of our senior year, and we go to the office, and mine was like, I don't know. I don't even remember. It was like middle of the pack. I was like, you know, 175 out of. Um, we had seven, uh, we had 600 and, and uh, 600, uh, like 660 graduates for our class. Jesus. Holy my shit. friend, my friend, was, 
my friend was ranked 673. He was lower than the number of students we have because so many people, you know, didn't graduate. He graduated, but he just made it across the finish line. You were number 283 out of 283. Do I have that right? Correct. Yeah. No, listen, good for him. You know, it's, uh, it's all about what we do later in life. So he got through it and he's a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. And he's made it. He's made well. I mean, he worked his ass off. He's earned a good living. He's, he's done great. Uh, yeah. you know, much better than many of the, uh, 660 who graduated ahead of him, but it doesn't matter. Right. Does it held you back? Montante? No, I'm thriving. Look at me. <laughs> you finished last in your high school class. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm just going to guess you didn't put in a really strong effort back in high school. No, did you? I was an, I was an absolute menace. Uh, I would have hated myself uh, 12 years ago, but listen, you gotta, you gotta grow up eventually. And this is, if this is grown up, then it's not that bad. Not that good either, but yeah. middle, middle were, you a, were, you, were you a degenerate gambler in high school? No, that started shortly after. Um, uh, I'd say about a year and a half afterwards, I got introduced to somebody at work. And next thing you know, I'm calling up uh, people in Costa Rica, giving them my password, my passcodes, and uh, we're betting old. That was the old school bookie way. But uh, yeah, it wasn't shortly after. Here we are. All right. Well, well, good to see you. Uh, you're on the straight and narrow now, um, oh. and uh, uh, you're leading. You're leading our little contest, right? Yeah, um, by by a wide margin. I sure um, am not. <laughs> Yeah, so I have the the weekly numbers. I believe I'm 16 and nine on the year. Craig is red hot at seven and 22, and I think Jerry Jerry is 13 and 12, which is still winning. So, um, yeah, I'm just but I'm just hey, making it. You know, I'm gonna have a major comeback. That's all this. I'm setting up for the Cinderella story. We're seven weeks in, and I'm just gonna say it again. We're just picking the games. Ironhead, do you have you caught on yet? Have you figured this out? We're just Picking the games. We're doing it with the spread, yeah. four games, yeah, right. beginning with tonight's game, so we can have some interest, some vested interest in this dreadful Thursday night game. Uh, and we'll also include the Patriots and two other games that Montante chose. Let's start with tonight's game, Thursday night. Is this Amazon Prime again? Oh, yeah. hate when it's on it. They have the whole year, I think, at this point. Oh, they have 15 out of 17 or 18. Okay. I can't, I that. I can't uh, flip around. It's a pain in the ass. But you know what? I might not even watch. New Orleans at Arizona. Arizona is minus two and a half. Do I have that right? Yeah. You do. Uh, what, a, what a crappy game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins makes his return for Arizona, correct? Uh, Robbie Anderson is now going to be in uniform. Those kind of things give a team a spark. I don't think it's long term, but I think when you get your best player back in Hopkins, you get a little spark. I'm taking Arizona. You guys? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think getting Robbie Anderson, one of the all-time scumbags, uh, gives you a spark. You got to look up a story. He got pulled over in New Jersey by a trooper, and uh, after scoring like 120, he told the trooper he was going to come in uh, his wife's eye. Um, believe it or not, that <laughs> stuff does not get you out of tickets. That gets you arrested. So he's been a scumbag for a long, long time. Oh, I can't uh, believe the cop didn't let him off the hook. I know. It's, un it's unbelievable. Who would have thunk it? Uh, Arizona, it's a strong number here, two and a half. Um, Arizona's a, a talented team, but they can never put it together. It's been that way since Kyler's been there. So you're gonna, I'm gonna take Arizona minus two and a half. And when they're down ten nothing, you know, doing crazy shit, I'll know at the end of the day they'll come back and win the game. And Jerry, I know you love uh, stats where it, does, it involves players who are no longer with the franchise. I got stats here, and they're not going against, they're not going with us. So the Saints, thirty-eight and sixteen against the spread, the last fifty-four games on the road, and Arizona is actually one and seven against the spread, the last eight home games. So I don't love that, 
But I do Dude. like this number. I feel pretty comfortable about it. Arizona minus two and a half. You can't put numbers with Drew Brees on them and be like, oh, it's the oh, same that's team. A good point. Well, no, no. You, what, you, what, you guys, what you guys don't understand is franchises and teams have souls. Okay, so you could change the, you could change everything. It's still a, same people going there. Teams have souls. So that's what you guys don't get. And I'm here to tell you. Right. Well, what's your then, pick, right? you're you're a Jets fan, right? Does do the Jets have a soul? No, they definitely yeah. don't. No, it's, they a, don't. it's a dark one. It's a real dark one. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the Arizona puts it together like three times a year, and I think tonight's going to be one of them. So I'm going to go Arizona oh, minus two and a half. Oh, bad news, Montana. I'm on yeah. the up. I'm on the uptick. You guys are going to be thanking me that we're all on the same page. Yeah. All right, we have uh, Green Bay at Washington. Green Bay minus four and a half. Green Bay. Lost last week to the Jets. They're going to lose next week to the Bills. So they're desperate and they have a pretty good quarterback. And the Washington Redskins have Taylor, Taylor Hinky, Taylor Hinky. I feel like Hinky's like a word that, you know, little kids call their penis. Um, no, Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> they're Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Whatever they have. Imagine, imagine how bad things are in Washington. It's a, it's a blow. It's a blow to the franchise that they lost Carson and Wentz. I mean, if you're a Commanders fan, are there any of those? And you're and you're watching your team. This is the best you got, Taylor Hinky, at home against Green Bay. I love Green Bay here. You guys, I, I love Green Bay, but I'll, I will say one thing: Carson Wentz going down kind of might be a boost for uh, for the, the you know Washington Washington team. But yeah, listen, they're, they're, it's a bad spot for Washington. Green Bay um, should be embarrassed. They got beat by two right now. Two. On a record, good New York teams. I don't know where my, my boys are going to finish at the end of the year, but this is a bad, bad spot for uh, you know Heineke, Hinky. You got me all fucked up now saying it. Um, I love Green Bay here, minus four and a half. I think you know they wake up. I think this is an easy one. I see you know Craig nodding his head, which makes me feel uneasy. But I'll be on Green Bay minus four and a half. It should be because I agree with you completely. Because Washington stinks, and Rodgers when he does get pissed. Does play like Aaron Rodgers of old, but he doesn't do that all the time. He has he needs a wake up call like every three four weeks. And I think this is it. Oh man, we're agreeing with that on all these things. Pittsburgh at Miami. I look at this quickly and I say, oh, Miami's going to win. They're they're desperate. The two is coming back. Two Mitch Trubisky yeah. stinks. But that do I have to strike Montante seven points? A full yep. touchdown, an extra point. Yes, you do have that right. Seven points. I'm I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, Damn even it. though you know. No, this is not good. I'll be quick. Yeah, uh, two will be back for probably five plays before he gets hurt again. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Pittsburgh, they're a bad team. But like I said, teams have souls. There's something about this the soul in Pittsburgh where seven points is way too much, far too much. God damn it. Um, I know they, they won a game last week. Uh, Miami are frauds. They're the worst, you know, great start. But I think they're the worst team in the AFC East. Seven points is far, far too many. Um, I don't care that to a back to his back. That means nothing to me. I will be on Pittsburgh plus seven. Yeah. So you, I, got, you got no chance of catching us, Ironhead, if you just keep picking the same team we do. <laughs> Yeah, for fun, I'll take Miami, but I don't like it. Oh, right. No, it's covered. Right. My, Miami, Miami minus right, seven. Chicago, Chicago at New England on Monday night. Is the rest of the country happy about this? I'm, the Bears on Monday night football? I'm just going to go first. New England by three touchdowns. You guys you guys can discuss. Uh, I, I, I had to get my... I just got done saying how seven's too much. This is seven and a half yeah. points. Paid Did you time. watch the Bears last week? It was maybe the worst pile of shit I've ever seen in my I've life. I've watched them, the Bears my whole life. They've had like two good years. They suck. They're, they have a soul. Montante's right. And it's a rancid soul. I hate the Bears. I can't believe they're on Monday Night Football. Justin Fields throws like like three times a game. They they got no shot. Patriots by three touchdowns. 
Good, love it. And listen, this is even though, for I'm us. sorry, even this though, even though, even though Mac Jones isn't happy and and he doesn't like Zappy and there's real tension in the air and uh, they wanted him to get surgery and he wouldn't, even though they got big issues in Foxborough. I heard it on WEI, so it must be true. I'm still picking the Patriots. I got the phone with Volan right before we did this, and he gave me some uh, background into this game, which this this New England team's very troubled. Um, Chicago absolutely stinks. You're right. Their soul is a depressed one. Um, Fields is questionable for a game. I don't love that. But seven and a half is far too big. I swear to God, as dumb as it sounds, if the spread was minus six, I'd, I'd feel pretty comfortable taking New England. That one and a half points is going to be big. You can play this back. Uh, the intern in, uh, where is he, in, in North Carolina, when this is all said and done. Um, New England's number three against the run. So we're going to have to see this, uh, you know, Fields pass the ball. He kind of showed it at Ohio State. He, he had glimpses where he was slinging the ball over the place. And um, that being said, Chicago's 28 against the run, and they couldn't run the ball at all last week on Cleveland, who was number 30. So I don't think that's as big of a deal as I thought it would be two weeks ago. Way too big of a number. This is the game you guys lose on. I predict you guys going three and one. I will go four and out because this is the game that separates the Joes from the Schmoes. We'll see. Good. Someone's got to do it. Good, good, good. All right. And that's not till Monday night, though. Tonight, New Orleans and Arizona. God, what a crappy game. But a bad one. And Jerry, I, I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate you giving me a, a Shea hat uh, and answering the phone when I was in Boston last week. I appreciate that. I, I, Thank the you. Hell? I'm answering the phone. You know what? Actually, yeah. when you called me, I was on a plane. I was yeah. on a flight, yeah. and uh, you didn't leave a message, but I was ready. I got a hat right here for you. Here you go. That does me good. I'm an Irving. Uh, Shea hat. I had some coffee. I had a Shea hat. I had like a a bag full of money for you, and you just didn't never answer. Came by to get it. I, and I didn't want to motherfuck him up and down, but I go on Twitter two minutes later, he's retweeting Bongino. I was like, that son of a bitch. Unbelievable. What? I, I called you two minutes later, retweeting Bongino. So I know you're, yeah, you're at your phone. No, that's not true. I was literally flying home. But anyway, I heard you did a great job on with Manahan, and you, uh, and you survived, and he gave you high marks, which means that you just rolled over and you just laughed at his <laughs> jokes. You know, that's. Correct. Correct. All right, Thank Montante. You. Thank you, boys. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Those hey, are our uh, NFL picks for the week uh, from Montante. Boy, you got to like run the table for like six straight weeks to get you know back above water here, uh, Ironhead. I don't like your chances. Uh, ooh, ESPN's reporting Mac Jones will be ready for Monday night, but Boston got EEI's reported that uh, he's going to refuse to play because they played Zappy and he didn't like it. So he's going to refuse. He's never. He's not going to come out of the locker room. He's going to do like a Scotty Pippen. Refuse to go in the game. I heard it on EEI, so it must be true. I personally would feel a lot better if Zappy was in about my pick now. So now I'm now you know I'm confused. I got I got news for you. They're both going to play a lot in the next uh, ten weeks. Mm. They're both, you know, trying to prove their manhood. It's what happens with young tough guys. They hang in the pocket. They get hit. It's just the way it goes in the NFL. You got to be a special player like like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Eli Manning to avoid injuries for a great uh, long long uh, you know more than a, a month. They're both going to play. We'll see. I have a feeling uh, Zappy's going to come crashing back to earth because he's. I mean, he couldn't have asked for better. He played you know the Lions and then he played the Browns. They suck. Lions are the worst defense in the NFL. Uh, Browns, <laughs> they're terrible. Uh, we'll see how he does against real teams. He looks good. He looks great. He looks confident. He looks like he has great instincts. He steps up in the pocket. He looks like he knows what he's doing, but we'll see when he plays some real teams, if he plays some real teams, because Mac Jones says he's ready to come back. So we'll see what happens Monday night. Anyway, we will leave it there. Ironhead, if 
If you're interested, I'm on Outkick with Dan Dockage in a few minutes. Outkick.com, I assume, if you want to check it out. Um, we uh, will be back tomorrow morning only on Locals. If you want to join us, go to Callahan.Locals.com. We have fun on Friday. We have no commercials. We do. We wing it. We have a good time. Ironhead swears. It's fun. Yeah. Anything else? What else did I miss? Uh, nothing of importance. Nothing of importance. I got a whole long list of things, but you're probably right. Nothing really important today. Uh, nothing left. We will uh, we will leave it there. Thanks to everyone for lot watching and listening. Thanks to Montante and Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it tomorrow morning only on Locals. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.